When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let me know when you feel. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, everything Alexis, after I ask her to go to smile with me. Hail to the now, to the now, now, now. Thank you, Sheree, but... My mm-hmm. Talk 107.1, right. everything entertainment, everything... Jason asking Colin to go with him to see Smile. Hail to the now, <laughs> to the now, now, now. Yeah, we're busy. Very, very busy. <laughs> yep. I'm so pathetic, though, a listener named Ryan emailed that he'll go with me <laughs> because him. his boyfriend does it like <laughs> horror movies. So thank you, Ryan. Aww, That's very sweet cute. of you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, she by Sheree. How I love thee. Yeah. Hail to the now, to the now, <laughs> now, now. Can we get an ultimate girls trip with her on Seriously. it? Seriously. That would be fantastic. Uh, who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna check me, boo? She anyway, got better. She did. As the seasons progressed. She yeah. did. Oh, God. Those early seasons Ugh. of Atlanta were just raw. Yes. It was before glam oh, God, teams. I loved it. Glam teams. And, and it's Bethany's big rub. You know, the more I listen to Bethany's Rewives podcast, listen yep. to Bethany. Yeah, it's good. It's one, yeah, it is. The one, one of the things she doesn't like is the change in the production. She said, it ain't real. Mm-mm. She said she realized things had changed when she returned for season six. Mm. And Kristen Tankman had a glam team. Like she was getting into makeup before a scene. And Bethany goes, What? Getting into makeup before a scene? This is your life. It's supposed to be just your life. It's just your life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't OC, like that or not OC, but uh, Beverly Hills is the worst about it's that. It's horrible. They're, they Every Dorit. person has a freaking it's glam gross. team. The first seasons of the OC. Now that's my jam. I know. That's how I feel about the oh, first seasons of New York. They were great. They'd get on their horses and they'd go. Ride along the beach, and their long hair would flow in the wind. Vicky, uh, Vicky didn't do this, but this was just some of the other the other yeah. cast members. I'm um, with like you, Gina, and um, it just you know they they weren't talking about their terrible divorces. It was like them going shopping and drinking and eating and having fun and having petty little fights. You know, yeah, yeah, dumb drama. And now it's just real. It's yeah. like, ugh. I mean, but then at the same time, you're right. Then they have these glam squads, so it's. It's, it's this like weird it. sense of reality, but yeah, ew. and they're se- all selling stuff. Yep. Well, I have a, before we get too far into this, I have this great, I don't like sometimes these stupid uh, surveys, but this is a fun one for the holidays. But before we do that, Dawn has like 80 prizes to give oh, away. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Uh, what are we giving away? Well, right now uh, we had uh, a person that could not do the beauty and the beast. So I have two 
pairs of Beauty and the Beast at the Ordway. Um, so these are for two different winners. So just hang in there if you're calling. Opening night performance on Wednesday, November 30th at 7.30 p.m. So give us a call, 651-641-1071. Hang tight. If it's ringing, it could be you. It could be you. Call now. We're looking for two winners. Okay, yeah. Lex. Here's the while okay. Dawn's doing that. Yes. And then what do we we'll, got? Then we'll get Dawn in the conversation when she's back. But here, listen to this. Here's the here's the headline. Half of us have a family member we'd like to ban from the holidays. Oh yes, just one. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, the top. <laughs> The top four, mm-hmm. aunts, yeah, uncles, weird uncle. yep. nephews, and cousins. Yeah. The top causes. <laughs> okay. The top causes, unresolved family issues. Yeah. Politics. Yep. That's and, a big one right now. And alcohol. And alcohol. 52% of us have at least, okay, see, Lex, this is where you come in, have it at least. Yeah. One person they would like to uninvite. Uh, again, so mm. here's the. That's not my case this year because I'm hosting, so I invited who I wanted. But <laughs> there are some family members that you, you're right, you, you kind of have to. You're stuck with them. Yeah. Top five. So here's digging into that. Number one lingering family issues. 15% said it's the number one cause. Yeah. Uh, number two, personalities that clash comes in at number two with 12%. Number yeah. three, beliefs or values that don't line up, 11%. That's huge. Politics, 9%. Yep. Alcohol, 9%. Okay. This is the only thing. This is what surprises me. This is why this fascinated me, other than the fact that I think it's hysterical slash relatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised in this day and age that politics is not number one. Yeah, I mean, in the values thing, that could maybe be going Same hand thing. in to hand. Me, I, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what, that would that would double it, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that that would be twenty percent uh, making it number one. Yeah, so one in five. I think that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, it's difficult. Yeah. And how do you know if you're that family member that no one wants? You just get no invitations? <laughs> do you think that they know that they're the ones that they don't really want there? Well. I mean, maybe some family members are very obvious about it. Yeah. Well, like, it's very, not that we would ever be uninvited. And I'm not telling tales out of school. Lord knows I don't do yeah, that anymore you? after. <laughs> we are. No, we are. Just, I don't oh, think. Are. Oh, we are the ones. We are the ones. <laughs> we are the ones. We are. I wasn't getting at that no, at all. No, no, Lex, we are the ones. We, Colin and I are the ones. He's laughing at his desk right now at the Sumner Group. We are the ones that I think. But is it Colin no, or is it you? I, I think it's me. I think it's what I. I got to tell you, I I have never said this out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to. And since we'll be gone for Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter. But um. I mean, why are you leaving for Thanksgiving? Huh? <laughs> Is the allure of Mickey so strong? <laughs> I kid, I kid. Mickey, Mickey doesn't bring up Donald Trump, so that's why we're no, no, oh, no. I'm okay. kidding. No, I, I. 
it is it's the politics thing for us. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't a judgment. This is just the the facts. I, I joke. I'm mm-hmm. making fun of ourselves. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, like it is yes. Uh, Colin and I would be the one that I think if the family had a vote, and I mean, and this is Colin's family because the truth, I would pick on my family, and I and I have. My family's very small. It's literally just me and my mom and my aunts who I don't see. Yeah. But I will tell you, my 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 stepfather, the Cappy, we did not agree at all um, on politics and, and the like. Yeah. Um, I remember a heated little discussion between myself, my cousin Stan, who's also gay, and his uh, bitch husband, Chad, uh, that we... The- <laughs> <laughs> Every time I forget you call him that. Yeah. Of the three of us. Went toe to toe with Cappy following the inauguration of Barack Obama, oh. and it was it was it was when I kind of saw a different side of Cappy that I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And it, oh, and then your mom feels like she has to jump in. Well, or, not really. You know, it was a fascinating maybe she's thing. Like I gotta go. Bye. Well, you know what was fascinating is is it, my mom was kind of an, and I know you're gonna nod your head in the car. A lot of you. My mother was an interesting case study in. My mom and my dad were like Reagan Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, they were Democrats, uh, Reagan, but but very centrist, very centrist. And to watch my mom marry somebody that was, ooh, child, <laughs> it was weird for me to watch kind of the transformation, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but then now with Colin's family, and I'm not telling tales out of school. Yeah. I've called my father-in-law Archie Bunker for years. Colin and I do not line up at all. All with 90% of the siblings, like our beliefs. And we sometimes do feel very um, like the the gray duck. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? We feel not like black sheep, but we feel we're the only we're kind of alone on our little island. Yeah. You know, you can only talk about the weather for so long. And it's like, well, yeah. Hmm. And And it just and it's kind of like everyone now. And it wasn't so much like this when we when like, I first how about met. Those Vikings. Yeah, we're, you're all kind of waiting. You're kind of waiting for someone to step on kind of a landmine. Someone who's going to bring up, who's going to make a crack first, who's going to make a joke first, who's going to mention a TikTok conspiracy video first. Right. You know what I mean? Which that's make a game oh of god. It. I I wish anyway, but um, and you're waiting for that moment, and we feel very uh. Two of these boys ain't like (laughs) Like the the others. others. So I'm making fun of myself and saying, I think if the family could take a vote, (laughs) I think if Colin's family could take a vote, Colin and I would not be, we would be removed. (laughs) We would be uninvited because we just see things very differently. And it it makes it, it's uncomfortable. It makes, truthfully. See with my family. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're kind of an outlier. Um, no, well, <laughs> it's it. Well, let's see. I guess it's kind of fifty-fifty at this point. Um, we just choose not to talk about it. Yeah, you know, and um, focus on the kids and focus on you know other things that are going on in work and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're you at. You redirect, yeah, because we just know that we are never going to see eye to eye on things. 
And it's great that you have the kids to refocus on. True. That is not to use the children's, yes. but that's... You want the cousins, to, I, especially See, my good. kid who's an only child, to, to have those relationships, you know? And I, I remember that as kids, and that was so fun. I don't remember the adults and what they necessarily talked about. Again, they were more in line, at least in my growing up in term politically, so maybe that was like a non-issue. Yeah. Um, it's more of an issue now. It's Yeah, it is now. Yeah. And it... And it in a way, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Not in a way. It does make me sad because it wasn't, it's gotten worse. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It, it, and this isn't a political judgment. It just, um, everyone, I think this isn't a, a revolution or a, a controversial statement. It has gotten worse mm-hmm. and it makes me sad. It used to be the divisions weren't so, the politics didn't drive the conversation so much. Mm-hmm. When I like ten years ago, when I entered the family, and it makes me really sad. I think because it's of not. The, it's very. It's uh, there's a tension it's, that wasn't it's really there personal before. now too. It's very um, personal. When, you know, there's because you can't just disagree. Yeah. You know, the other side. You 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 hate the other side. Well, my brother's you, gay, and he's you know. There's a lot of like, hey, my rights are being jeopardized here. Yeah. <laughs> How can you vote against me? You mm-hmm. know. Um, and and that's a personal thing. Yes. It really is. Yeah. Well, you know. I know. Use gays. Did I'm you know gays. That? And you know, I'm a triple I'm a double threat. I'm a gay and uh-huh. I'm part of the media. You know? <laughs> so I'm a lot of fun at oh, gatherings. Oh my gosh, that's right. I even I forgot about that. Yeah. And there's no you yeah. can't win an argument. And I always, especially with my stepfather, and we'll go, we're running late, but it's Friday and who cares? Um And this is so relatable. We hear yeah. about this all the time. But with my father in law, you know, I never want him to feel and I and I think he feels that way. And we've gotten into and I, again, I don't think he cares, I say this. We've gotten into some heated discussions. I love them. I love I don't mind having arguments, like nice grounded arguments you know like not yes. arguments but but hard conversations my father-in-law have and i have gone toe to toe and um i love it uh i always try to make him real i i always want him to know that i hear him mm-hmm. i always i never want him to feel like i'm judging him or thinking that his values or what he reads on facebook is i never want to make him to feel like i, I think he's dumb or wrong or I always yeah. try to listen and to hear him, and I just, you know, want the same. But you can never really win an argument, especially when, you know, I try to defend the people. I always try to remind my family, when you're busting on general, the media in general, I've said this before, Yeah, you're busting on my friends. You're busting on my colleagues. You're saying that, not just Dawn or you, but the people that I work with in yeah, the newsroom. Fox, yeah. You're saying that my friends walk into the newsroom and intentionally lie and distort. And the media is humans. It's not a building. It's not steel and desks and computers. It's people. And we ha- that's the yeah. bridge that just, that's when it hurts my feelings. Uh, you can see that uh, yeah. that poll. Uh, yeah, send it to me. I'll put it on our show page at mytalk1071.com. We're going to have the dirt alert when we return. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are so glad you're here. You count on us to deliver the biggest pop culture headlines, and we shall do that. It's time for the Dirt Alert with Don. Yeah. Yes. So Jay Leno, of course, had that horrible accident in his garage. Uh, you know, he loves classic cars. He has about, I don't know, 40 at yeah, his home. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's insane. Well, wow. he was working on a car and uh, got burned. Well, now he um, it looks like he's going to make a full recovery with this. Um, he has third degree burns, but he's in a hyperbaric chamber. Oh like my. they've been putting him in oh this hyperbaric gosh. chamber like LeBron James, like, like LeBron James, like the Mandalorian, yeah, um, like oh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously not, but that's what I think of whenever I uh, hear about a hyperbolic chamber. The more they investigate, the more they the uh, back to chamber, hyperbaric chamber. Sorry, not bolic. The more they uh, examined him, the worse some of the areas were. They thought it was maybe just first or second, but they it was yeah. down to third degree burns. Yes, so. His condition is good, but his injuries are serious. The doctor said um, he did well during the first surgery, and he was in good spirits yesterday. So, Ugh. oh, man. And it's I'm so glad that his friend was there because his friend rescued him. Oh, thank you goodness. Know, and basically tackled him to put out the flames. So, boy, he's going to... He should give him a car, don't yes, you he think? should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, so anyway... Start a 401k are... for him or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm... If he's Jay Leno's friend, he probably has a healthy He probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. Tim Allen went to go see him yesterday. Said, yes, oh, I saw nice. that. President Biden called him. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. Okay, let's see. That's not opening for me anymore. Okay, um, so Harry and Meghan, uh, for their documentary about themselves, um, they first had a director, and uh, Page Six is reporting on why they dropped their original director. Um, so really the, uh, she's an Oscar nominated director and her name is Garrett Bradley. Uh, and she originally did the series Naomi Osaka. And that was about that young tennis sensation. It was about mental health and, um, she won an Oscar for it. Mm. So uh, last year when they were working on the project, um, Variety asked her if, Netflix had introduced her yet to Harry and Meghan and uh, she hadn't met them yet. Uh, One thing that she did want is that um, this is the big sticking point here where they let her go. Harry and Meghan didn't want to work with her because she insisted that they film at their home and they were not comfortable with that. So it's a documentary about them, the way she works. She's a documentarian. She wanted to 
have them in their home setting. And they said, no, we will we'll not film at our home at all. Well, you know, there's a line of privacy for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's where um, do they want to film? Any, in? Like at the park else? or in the library? <laughs> yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I guess. I love that Alexis Getting, just thinks about places. Turning in their Kohl's cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Returning things at Kohl's for Amazon. Like, oh, I didn't like this top. Harry. I'm going to go to Kohl's and return it. <laughs> you know what else I hate? What? I just really hate well, when my dad gets in my business. So here, yeah, I oh. think. Thanks for the receipt. So really, so when it comes down to it, um, (laughs) she left the project. They didn't fire her. Um, Harry and Megan's own production company captured as much footage as they could before uh, their next director was hired. Hmm. So um, that's why it was a weird situation in New York City last year. They were seen with two different film crews because they were already planning on getting or not they weren't getting along with this director oh. so they were filming on the side with somebody else oh they had a side a side hustle oh, they, a had a, side they had a side, side director side who is the director now <laughs> oh my gosh that's not awkward at all no. right so what do you, how do you feel if you find out that's probably when she's like i'm out of here when yeah. she finds out oh, oh they were seen over here in in manhattan filming where that wasn't our crew it's documentary infidelity yeah infidelity <laughs> 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 oh boy um, Mark Marin is getting his wish um, his HBO dream he is going to do a special on HBO okay. and uh, you know Mark Marin famous comedian if you've never if you don't know Mark Marin he's brilliant he had a show uh, for years called Marin about his podcast he also does Probably the top podcast, one of the top podcasts yeah. in the industry as far as entertainment goes and interviewing everybody from presidents to, you know, just everyone has been on his podcast. Um, so he said that this he did his first three specials with Netflix, but now he switched HBO lured him in because he said as a kid he dreamed of being on HBO. Oh. It was like where all the real comedy was happening. And as, since he was a child, he was like. HBO was his dream and his dreams are coming true because his latest special is going to be on HBO Max. It's a good dream to have. Yeah. HBO's classy lassie. And finally here, um, just with a few seconds left, we need to be paying attention to Mastodon. That's the other social network that people are going to because Twitter is failing. Yeah. Actually, Elon Musk mocked them and he said, ooh, looks like there's this other cool social network called Masturbatordon. And then oh, he deleted God, it. Grow up, that is also awesome. But this this company, their stock has gone oh. up like crazy in this week. God. So I'm I'm gonna make a Mastodon account. You petulant child. Is that you, all you have to do? You, you petulant little farquad. You little farts. I know. We're gonna take a break. Force movie review with Alexis when we return. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on my talk. Streaming now and later, like a candy, <laughs> at mytalk1071.com. We haven't done this in a while. It's Friday. We're in a party mood, so everybody stand up, unless you're in your car. Yeah. We have the world's shortest dance party. So get up, everybody. I need everybody up. Everybody up. Right, everybody up. up. Actually, I'm not, but I'll pretend. Okay, here we go. This <laughs> is the world's best dance party. With the queen of hearts. That is the world's best dance party. There we go. There we go. Wow. Barely get that butt cheek going. 
Well, fine. We'll do one more. Don, okay. go ahead and put that down. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Everyone up. Mm-hmm. Everybody stand up. Get ready. Here we go. This is the world's best dance party. There we go. That's it. Uh, Every week, we assign each other a movie we must watch in a format that we hate. Alexis can't stand horror movies. So Dawn has assigned her one. Especially gory. I can't believe you're making me do this. Like this one. (laughs) You forced me to do this. Force movie reviews. What do we have? Reanimator. <laughs> 1985's. Actually, it's also known as H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. That's right. Which put a lot of things into perspective for me, Don McLean. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I did like that Lovecraft TV series that was on HBO Max. Yes. And there's some weird wackadoodle stories that you think, where does this concept come into someone's mind? And this is absolutely fits the mold there's some crazy themes going on, um, like about competition, about old school science, new school science. They fetishize this young female blonde woman. The security guard is absolutely clueless, uh, looking at a bourgeois magazine, and he conveniently takes breaks when this weird body with this fake head walks through the morgue. So he's like, oh, time for a break. And the guy's ear falls off, and he's just like, do to do Oh, my God. I love the way she's telling this. I, I'm looking at her little notebook. The, I took notes. Okay, I love this. Yes, I did take notes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. It is very scary. They've got the loud, the Lovecraft music that's going on that's, you know, pretty symbolic of the, the style. Um, and But there were a few funny moments. Yes. So there's a doctor, Dr. Hill, who really fetishizes this a colleague's young daughter who's a student. There's another guy who is a medical student. He's in his third year. They're in a relationship. You see a lot of her boobs, too, by the way. Yeah, this is a booby show. And you oh. do see a lot of butt cheeks because at one point the mor- the guys and gals in the morgue, they have been given this like electro Mountain Dew serum looking um, neon bright serum. Okay. And so um, they're naked in the morgue. So you see a lot of butt cheek action. Um, anyway, that's one reason to watch if that's your sure. thing. <laughs> if you like Some... zombie body parts. Um, but this Dr. Hill, he uh, he's pretty much really jealous of this young man who, who's come from Germany who has, he said, he's learned as much as he can in terms of how to elongate human life. And how he's found this serum. Okay. And so this doctor um, who stateside realizes, ooh, um, I need to figure this out more. And at one point, um, his head is off from his body, but he's able to control his body with his head in a tray. And he controls the young female that he fetishizes, her dad, who is also the dean of the science department, kind of like his boss, who has also turned into a zombie, to (laughs) capture his daughter, bring her to the morgue, where his headless body is working on transforming all of these dead bodies into zombies. Reanimating them. And reanimating them. the title Reanimator. That's right, yes, with this serum. So, <laughs> so nothing goes terribly wrong. 
<laughs> right. It's all just that seems really simple. Yeah. It just works out completely. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's this whole thing. They're in the morgue. You know, they kind of it, it's building up to this moment where they're all in this morgue together and the headless body is working on the the daughter who her dad just brought rips off his daughter's clothes so her breasts are exposed <laughs> and there's the creepy doctor with the head off, he's holding his head at his waist and he's talking about how infatuated he is with the man's daughter <laughs> and he gets so really gross. close and then like close to her breasts and then close to her down basement area and then that's when the young scientist from Germany comes in and is like, hey, I know what you're doing. You're not doing this for science. You're doing this because you're a creepy pervert. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what's happening. Is that what he says? This is the best review. Is this what he says? I know that you're doing this to be a creepy pervert. How do you know? I don't know. You've got your head down by her hoo-ha. Yeah. Her basement area. Right between her her knees. And you're holding your head. It's not attached to your body. You're a creep. So then, of course, the boyfriend comes to save the day, right? This is uh, and the head is still by a, it's still by oh, the yeah. cooter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The head is still there. The creepy German young doctor who comes up with the serum, he he walks in and is like, "I know what you're doing." And then the boyfriend comes in and is like, "I'm here to save the day," and you know he does. At some point. They, these zombies are following them because he's got the whole morgue turned into zombies. And then he's like, you know what? We're getting out of here. So we're going to take the elevator. And of course, the door goes so slowly. It's, it, it tries to close and then a zombie comes. They defeat that guy. Then it tries to close again. And then there's another guy, this hairy one. Wow. This was like a werewolf zombie. I was like, whoa. So finally, they get away. Yeah. But the problem is, is that the dad... Oh, now we get to the problem. <laughs> no, the, 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 the detached head by the cooter wasn't a problem. Yeah. Now we're going to get to the... Yes, okay. what's the problem? Now we're what's at another problem. problem. Okay. Because what happens is, is because the love of his daughter, the dad who helped capture her, kind of, you know, there is uh, some yeah, humanity some more, yes. in there. And he's like, oh, that's my daughter. Like, this is wrong. I don't know what I'm doing. You should have thought about that like 45 <laughs> seconds ago. Before bringing her in there. So she, um, that zombie, that second zombie kind of knocks her out, right? So she's just, she's gone. What do you mean she's gone? She's gone. Like he's killed her. The so daughter. The daughter. Yes. The dad didn't kill the daughter, but another zombie. Okay. So the, finally the elevator functions and they're in a hospital because he's a medical doctor. This is, this is all medical in students. a medical facility. Yes. It's a competition kind of between medical students. Yes. So finally he gets, the boyfriend gets her up and he's like, you know, after they fought like at least a dozen zombies, let alone these doctors who are trying to take over. Right. Mm. So he's got the girlfriend. He's holding her, brings her into the room. All the other people, like all of a sudden there's all these people, which I'm like. Don't don't you hear that commotion down there? Like, wouldn't the somebody walk by? About, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, he walks like I don't know the full length of the hospital, and they're finally like, "Come on over here." They put her down, and instead of going because he's a third year medical student, instead of going, "Doctors, save her," he has just 
fought all these zombies and the doctors. And he's like, no, I got this. So he gets the little paddles, you know, does a little gel on there and warms them up and shocks her. And he's doing like, you know, compressions on her chest and everything. And he doesn't save her. So guess what he does? Hold that thought. We'll find out what he does when we return. Welcome back to the Enchantment Under the Sea prom. Jace with Lex and Dawn. We're going to wrap up uh, Force Movie Review, but first we have one more prize to give away. Yes. Dawn, what do we have? We have tickets to see Louis Tomlinson from One Direction next summer in June. Um, So clear your plate. Uh, we'll take caller number three right now because our phones are a little wacky. Yeah. All right. So 651-641-1071. It's a pair of tickets to see him at the Armory. There we go. Ooh. Call now. Phone lines are open. Okay, Lex. Fun, so fun, fun. you left us on a cliffhanger. Okay. Yes. All right. So we're at the point in uh, Reanimator where there is very end of the film. The boyfriend has saved the day, of course, and the his girlfriend is dead. She's gone. And instead of letting her just die, because she just realized, you know, that her creepy professor was all like a pervert. Her dad betrayed her. um, And now this boyfriend, he's there. But just at that point, she's lived a good life. She's had a good time. Yeah. Check, please. But he got greedy and he injects her with the serum. And the movie ends with her screaming. Oh, so it's like Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So what is he going to do? Keep her in a little cage? Or maybe he's like, my love is so strong for her that I will find the humanity in her and we'll be together. Because she's she's a zombie right now. Well, he made her one. Yeah, he made her one by injecting her. And it's it's also very weird, but you know, with the different doses of who gets what, because that young doctor was brilliant and he just he's like, we're going to overdose them. And that's what kind of got the other zombies. They're done. They were done, though. Um, so that's why Dr. Hill, the one that was a creeper creeper, he was able to manage his body with his brain, even though they weren't attached. So, I mean, look, what a crazy you concept. A, you could get up at Crypticon and do a symposium about reanimator right now. I mean, this is just the first oh. one. There are others. There's a whole thing, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh. there are several. Oh, you remember, yeah. Did you, you watched it on Tubby? I did, yes. Yeah. Free. Free on Tubby? Yeah. Mm. I watched it in three different chunks, and so um, that was great. When, when, did you, when did you watch your last chunk, Lex? <laughs> yeah, about 4.30 this morning. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Oh. I had about 15 minutes left. <laughs> See, so you guys know it's fresh. Girl, yeah. I have so many times I have watched it in my bathroom oh. of the day of. I've watched the end of so oh, many movies sure. in my bathroom yeah. while I'm brush a brushing. Oh, yeah. I've watched it at Fox. Like, before we go on, I pulled up the last few minutes. Yeah. Okay, I've got to get this done. i got to get this ending done. Yeah. i got this last. Yeah. Gotta figure this out. Yeah, I think you'll be out. so enthralled with this next one, though, that you'll want you won't want to stop watching. Really, you think so? See, the, it, it's scary, mm-hmm. and it can be really funny. 
But what I really like about these stories, and I'm not saying that I'm going to go back and watch it anytime soon, is the the overarching themes that are still relevant today. Oh, Lord. You know, toxic masculinity, um, competition, fetishizing women, um, putting them in their place. Look at you, just really. lazy security guard, you know. That's, uh, that is always <laughs> the lazy security guard trope. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, Lex. Well, we're working on well, that. I okay. heard Congress is trying yeah. to yeah. Lex lists, did you get that, everybody? Lex lists off five really serious stuff. You know, like toxic masculinity. Guards. If he just would have been paying attention, none fetishizing of this women. Yeah. He's oh, like, homophobia, anti Semitism, and lazy security guards. <laughs> what I was saying was, what's so funny about this is when I said, oh, but this next one, you won't want want to stop watching i was trying to segue to jason's movie but you yeah. oh, I'm oh so please sorry. no I'm that so was sorry. fantastic because again you list off five very serious pertinent like, things peace yeah. old school new school science yeah. you know young and old gross men and lazy security guys. yes it's a problem okay okay but here we go i watched it on tubby you can watch your film on tubby as well for free jason You will be watching Simon Says, featuring Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook. Oh, God. Here's a little bit of that beautiful trailer footage. The bad boy rocks. <laughs> the big screen. Incoming. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Long time no see. When the enemy strikes. Did you bring the money? Do you have the dick? Simon is the <laughs> man have for the mission. Classify you as military soldier. But when they hit too close to home, <laughs> he hit back. Yeah. Tell me what's going on before I go Picasso on your ass and rearrange your face. Yeah. You ready for that? Oh, oh my god. Geez. I've never even heard of this movie. There's a reason. Dane Cook. <laughs> And Dennis Rodman. Oh, oh yeah. Is- it has um, 16% audience score. <laughs> this is from 1999. Is this an on hell pick? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. a zero for the critics. Wow. Zero. Have we ever seen that before? Um, what I haven't seen before is says, uh, spelled S-E-Z. <laughs> yes, Simon Simon says. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. Yeah. I was like, can you help me think of a movie? He's like, got it. Got it. Sent me this info. Oh. I'm like, that's it. Perfect. The only redeeming. he's uh, finding information about the weapons trade in the French Riviera. Oh, okay. He's trying to get to the man at the center. Well... If anyone can do it, it's Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and Dane Cook. And Dane Cook. And the, that wacky team. Do they go to North Korea at any point in this movie? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. Do they stop to see yeah, Dennis's well, friend, Kim what, Jong-un? Yeah, what they did there is uh, Dane Cook stopped and got some plastic surgery in North Korea. And yes. this is what happens when you go to other countries to get it cheap. Oh, God. Oh, my God. There's two. There's monks in this film. Oh, great. There's oh, a feisty woman in this film. Oh, 
I love how and you're randomly picking out. A daughter. Out. <laughs> oh, another daughter. Yeah, another <laughs> is anybody fetishizing here? Okay. Yeah. How about a lazy security guard? <laughs> yeah. That's there, a, <laughs> they're the root of all the problems. Is there a lazy Stop security guard? Stop looking at magazines. <laughs> anybody fetishizing a woman in this movie? Just like yours? God. Probably. Be oh. ready. I haven't ever heard like porn mags called boudoir mags. I oh, well, <laughs> this comes from a woman who refers to her her dinner as a feast. <laughs> That's right, Cracker Barrel shirt. Come That's on. right. That's right. <laughs> a boudoir magazine. Oh, um, well, it's the title of the magazine. My, that's what's in there. Oh, it, yes, yes. That is the title. That's true. My You're hus- right about that. My husband just but texted. But I do like you calling it that better, though. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. My husband just texted. He said, I think I've seen this movie. Yes. Oh, God, Colin. <laughs> Colin. You won't go see Smile with me, but you'll, you'll, you've watched Simon Says. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, I cannot wait for your review. I can't wow, wait. I'm glad either. you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you wonder if you have. Yeah. It's on uh, Tubby, you said? Yep. For free. Okay. Well, there we go. All those action movie goodness. I can't wait. For you, Jace. Yeah. Well, Ooh. children's that does it for us today and this week. <laughs> that, that'll do it. That'll do it, pig. That'll do it. I'm off to Rosedale. Uh, that's going to do it for us. If you're listening and you're a kid that's being bullied, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. Friday. We love you so much, and we will talk on Monday. Donna and Steve up next. Bye for now. It's a beautiful day.